My name is Thomas J. Bepko, and I've been in the mortgage and real estate industry for over 17 years. I've hit rock bottom and been able to come back with a vengeance through gratitude, consistency, and resilience. Through the same principles, I've been able to grow my teams, scale my businesses, and mentor others to do the same. It's going to be about Thomas Bethko's story, about my story. Certain things that drive people, and, and I believe that there's a rare breed out there, and some of them don't even know that they have. 16th year in the business, I started taking social media seriously. Immediately, I saw the results. You have to help people. You have to do the right thing a day at a time. Through my experience, I can help a lot of people. A lot of people can relate to the things that I've been through. We want to take you and push you to that limit to get you to where you want to be. And all I knew how to do was work. I knew how to work hard. I just didn't stop no matter what life threw at me. Episode 31. I got my boy, best my best. partner, Rudy, Mr. Sergeant Rudy Pierre, my boy. <laughs> That's what I call him. Sergeant in arms, Mr. Pierre. Episode 31. Super grateful to have you in my life. Thank Super you, grateful man. to have you here. Thank you for having me. I mean me. that from the bottom of my heart. Yes, sir. You know, look, and I'm like, I got to get Rudy. I know Rudy. Right. Rudy, Rudy and I are tight. Yeah. But I want more people to know Rudy. I think more people need to know Rudy. I know. Look, you inspire me daily. You're you're always there when you need when I need you. Likewise. And you've been a huge part about everything we've done, right? Together. Yeah. Here at YB Baby. Yes, sir. So, who's Rudy? Who is Rudy and Pierre? They're waiting. <laughs> Who is this guy? Oh, man. I know, it's a loaded question, bro. It's a loaded one, man. We could be talking for like a few hours because, you know, Rudy Rudy come a long way, you know? Rudy come a long way. I mean, first off, you know, my story started in in Haiti, man, you know? Um, Born in Haiti. Born in Haiti. um, And... Raised in Haiti? You can say that. (laughs) I didn't leave Haiti till I was about 13 years old. Okay. So I was like, basically got off the plane and went to high school. Okay. You know, um, it was interesting though, you know, starting out, you know, just a young kid, um, you know, life took several turns as a, as a young kid. I lost my dad when I was probably about six. Sorry. Yeah. Nope. Um, and life on life's turn. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, I, I kind of make peace with it by now, you know, since it was happened so young. Um, and then following that, I lost my mom, like, maybe, I want to say two, three years after my dad passed. So that was like the wake-up call. I recall, you know, it was, it was my, my uncle and my brother that went to the hospital and saw my mom last. And, you know, my vision has always been shocked. But I remember I was like way up on a hill and I'm looking down the hill and I see like just my brother and my and my uncle walking and I knew right away that things were going to be different. You know, like, you know, you sent something. Yeah. They didn't even have to tell me the news. I was like, yeah, I already see what's going on. Right. That, you know, there's some people call that God's grace. Yeah. Right. Some people call that your fucking spiritual awakening. Yeah, right. Man. Would write that that moment oh, yeah. in time. I, again, yeah. for me, like I've. I've been through it. I'm sorry you went through that, dude. And, I, and you know, I love you more than anything. And I'm, I, I respect you. Yeah, bro. Right? And, you know, yeah, it was, it was talk, crazy. Bro. It was crazy. You know, never imagined that, you know, that was going to happen. But I recall that right after that, I was like, well, there ain't going to be any greater loss than this. Everything else is, is cakewalk. 
That's basically your laugh, bro. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's nothing to laugh about, but you know, over the course, I've lost, I've lost friends, I've lost you know other family members, and people always say, "Yo, how you take death so easy?" I said, "Well, it wasn't easy. I took it hard early, so the rest of them could be a little easier." The acceptance, you know? yeah, the yeah. And you accept, you accept what you know. I, you know, there's always I. Whenever I'm talking to people and they're talking about, you know, oh uh, yeah, the death, this and and you know, people die and sickness and all that. I say, look, we all think that we have we played a part in writing God's book, right? Like everybody always think that they have some sort of control on what God is gonna write in his next chapter, right? Thy will, not my will. You know what I mean? You just there to accept. That's it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You are. We are just here to accept. You accept what's gonna happen because you don't know what's gonna happen next, right? And it's what you do with it. What you do, how you react to it, is your emotions, how you control that, what's your energy like? You know, I've always, I've always come to people with an with an energy that's like infectious, positive. Because I know that if I give you that, chances are there's a greater chance that it will reciprocate, right? But if I come at you with negative vibes, the negative energy, negative things like that, well, that's also going to reciprocate. That's what you're going to get back. That's what you're going to get back. You know. You are what so, you That's it. That's right. it, man. And and for me, like, look, I I think I said it twice right now. You hang with trouble, you get in trouble. You can hang around with like-minded, successful, positive people. You are going to stay positive 99% of the time. Yeah. If you hang out with negative and have con- like not conscious, like completely hate their lives, people in your life, trust yeah. me, I've got them, I've gotten rid of them, right? It's, you, you are what you're around too, right? And it's what yeah. you attract. So if you're at that place, for me, like when I was at that low place in my life, yeah, I attracted low place in their life people. Yeah. Right? 100%. When you're when where you are it's what you attract, right? So right now, look positive, successful in family, successful in yeah. your relationship with your wife, successful in your yeah. career, right? Being around people successful in those aspects of your life, oh, yeah. you're gonna be successful. Oh yeah, man. I mean shoot, I tell you bro all the time that one of the best things that happened to me was when we met. Oh, so let's get into that. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> when we met and it was like, you know, just it just happened, right? You were you were given. I had met your old broker in my restaurant. Yeah, I was bartending. Yeah, and I again, I wanted to be the restauranteer, the entrepreneur. I always wanted to be in the restaurant business. Yeah, let me tell you, those of you guys that want to be in the restaurant business, I was one of the most <laughs> yeah. the mortgage business <laughs> and the real estate business, and do some insurance. Mm-hmm. The restaurant business is is very difficult. Yeah, you could be the best chef in the world, but do you know how to run a business and do you know how to run a restaurant, which is a very difficult business, especially now. So TJ was not good at the restaurant business. Yeah. But I, I during the day, I've always done mortgage, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was bartending, somebody didn't show up one night, your your broker came yeah. and had lunch, dinner, and I was doing more of the time, and said, why don't you come speak? Yeah. I grabbed best guy I know at the time, Josh Chernis, Yeah. and we went to your brokerage, and we spoke yeah. in the basement. Yeah, you spoke, and I was like, 
I'm like, yo, who is this dressed up, clean, <laughs> Rudy, who is this smooth talking, dressed to a T, full suit, power I, was, I mean, even had a pocket square. I was, dr- I was drilling him with questions. <laughs> yeah, and then he's coming at me with more questions. Rudy, if you guys don't know Rudy, Rudy is one of the most knowledgeable real estate professionals I've ever met in my life, and I mean that. I mean, I tell the story again. Like, I run a lot of my questions, real estate brokerage related just to make sure I'm not crazy with some of my ideas and some of my things, right? Yeah. I love running things by Rudy, right? And because he is one of the most knowledgeable guys in the real estate transaction that I know and I mean that. And and you're the, you're my go-to guy on <laughs> mortgage. It's not happening until TJ Stein off on it. <laughs> you know, yeah man. So when when you came in it was like, I gotta get to know this dude, you know? And I was so scared of that meeting too. There's probably like 50 agents, right? I don't like speaking. So I didn't like now I'm used to it, but yeah. I, this is what 2013. I was scared shitless, y'all. Yeah, there was like 25, yeah. 30 of us, yeah. right? North End, Bridgeport, right? Of yeah. like you know, I knew some people didn't know. Rudy shows up full suit. I'm like, oh, oh asking me questions. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm <laughs> testing my mortgage business knowledge <laughs> right now. I'm challenging my ass. Yeah, and then uh, you know we just started linking up after right? that and staying in touch. And um, we had the, the Fairfield branch right there on Post Road. So yep. So um, we started YB there, and I think yeah, I was just that's like really, that was that was where the idea like really uh, stemmed from. We're like, yo, bought a mortgage company that does real estate. I was like, <laughs> I love it. He's like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we're I'm in. in. Let's we're go. In. And you've been with us ever since. Yeah, man. We just. I mean, that's really like you. We we connected. You came in for. Continuing education, so I invited people to do the continuing ad. I remember that, Terry. Yeah, we were doing it at the Fairfield Post at the Post Road office, the TMS YB basement origination place. And I remember we we, you stayed after. There was a couple of meetings. You stayed after hanging out. We were talking mortgage talk, and they're like, "Could we make this work?" Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, it's probably going to be a lot of legal hurdles, but." (laughs) I think it's doable. <laughs> and what was it? Was it seven years later? Yeah, seven years later. Yeah, man. It's okay. been. I mean, it's been. It's been a hell of a ride. It's been fun. It's been exciting. Just ups and downs, bro. Yeah, bro, tons, 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 tons. Sometimes, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah. but you Let's know what? Keep it real. Listen, I, I think it's anything you do in life. If it's worth it. It's going to present challenges, it's going to present adversity, it's going to have ups and downs. You know, at the end of it all, it's like, can you prevail? Can you continue to push on, right? Can you continue? Can you drive on? Drive it. Yeah. There you go. I was telling them, though, right? <laughs> so I, was, I think on the last podcast, and it's like, well, how do you, right? Like, look, everybody, life on life's terms, right? Yeah. Like, you had lost your parents early. I recently lost my father, you know, and, and for me, there was a lot of relief in losing my father because of mm-hmm. the battle my whole life yeah, with my dad. With, yeah. And I'm not, not making this about me, but there's different life on life terms no matter where you are in your life. We are there to accept them as they are thrown at us by Indeed. our higher power, God, whatever we believe in, right? Yeah. Like we do not run this earth. We do not make these decisions. The only thing I can do is live an honest life and do the best job I can earnestly Indeed. and honestly one day at a time, right? Indeed. One foot in front of the other. Yeah, man. And... Like we connected on that and we kind of live that way as well with, look, with, with YB, like we don't, where, where are we right now? 85 agents, 90 people. We have about a hundred. Yeah. With, with operations. Yeah. And 
we're all like-minded though, right? Like we're all getting, people look, people are getting recruited, everybody's busy, there's a lot of money going on in the business, right? But what, what from for me, like, everybody can pay more, a higher split, can tell yeah. you they can do more, but do, yeah. do we have, do they have what we built? Well, I mean, you, you recall like when we, when we really started talking about like recruiting, right? I was like, I was like, look, man, let's just build something unique that will recruit for itself, right? Like, we're not gonna try to go and poach agents and you know, bribe them. How are we gonna get a three million dollar commission from Raven? Yeah, to come over and and (laughs) promise the world. Yeah, we're gonna give you everything. Like, okay, well, first of all. Anybody who's been in real estate knows the margins is really low for the brokerage. So if you're throwing money at people, it's because you're in the body counts. Once right? you become broker, yeah. you become broker. Just throwing that out there. That is an old <laughs> saying. And for you brokers yeah. out there, you understand. Yeah. Right? So just keep going. Yeah. That. So it was like, let's let's make something that represents like us, right? Yes. We want to be. We want it to be cool. We want it to be fun. We want it to be trendy. an environment, trendy. And we want it to be and the leaders. nimble enough that we can basically make changes at any given time, depending on what was going on with the marketplace. COVID, for instance. COVID was a big one. And we were already light years ahead of what was going to be implemented during COVID. Because we were like already tech savvy. Everything we did was in the palm of your hand. So while the others were trying to catch up, you know, like, I mean, we, like Matterport became a big thing around that time, right? We, we had like three Matterport cameras. At, you know. I was so upset about the Matterport investment. And then as soon as COVID hit, the price of that thing went through the Boom. roof. Boom. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, we got it now. This we was, got couples match. This we got- was a while back, you know? So... I mean, that, I think that was that was the, the the vision that kind of like kept us grounded. Even now, as we're recruiting agents and, and and really like taking the steps and bringing people in, we know what we're looking for. You know, we know what agents that we're looking for. Yeah, you know, got the the, the mega agents, the top producing agents, and so on. But even those, if they're not a fit. For the culture and the environment that YB has, we usually look at it and say, mm. yeah, "We'll work with you other ways, right?" Like we don't, we don't, and we're not. We just kind of stay our lane, yeah. Right? We're staying our lane. We're helping our clients. Yeah. We're we're boosting our. We're putting our name out there yeah. as much as possible, right? And we're going to help as many people possible, and we're going to do that as many times as possible. Most definitely, right? And it's been fun. I just, you know, it's it's crazy. So like we're like. We're of the older generation YB, right? In yeah. Our 40s, right? We're yeah. experienced. We're yeah. brokers. We're close to deals. And it's crazy to say that, too. Like, we're in the 40s and we're, like, the older generation of YB. Because we, we like having, you know, more of the younger agents, more of the go-getters, you know. And, uh, uh, the and in the real guys. estate business, though, yeah. right? It's like, look, the older agents that have the market share, they've been in the business a very long time, and they tend yeah. to be in their 40s and yeah. 50s and yeah. sometimes 60s, right? So at YB, like, like, look, do now are the 40-year-olds and the 50-year-old generation going to take us seriously because we have all of the new tools and the technology that are coming through the ranks that have made, yeah. helped us get where we need to be. Right. So now, 
do those big producers, do they take us seriously or do they still think that we're kind of like the young and driven and like, not your parents' real estate? I think well, that's I think, where we are. I, I, think, I, think, I think, you know, the, 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 one, opportunities the ones that would be a right fit with YB will see the opportunity. Exactly. Because the stuff that, they, that they're able to, to do and take advantage of, especially on the tech side, especially on the video production stuff. Just and the process of the, the, the process we have in place to make the deal like seamless from, from front to back. Um, those people are going to recognize that and, and deal with come. it. But what, As they have come. What are we always going to have, though? Can I say it? Yeah. Of course. Of course, yeah. The haters. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're always going to have the haters. I mean, the, the haters that are dripping everybody. The, yeah. And, like, look, we were talking about this yesterday. Once you hit, like, three, five mil, yeah. like, they come out and... Oh, there's a lot of money being thrown out there. I ain't going to say no names, but, yeah, you right. know. So, I want to dig a little bit. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Came to Haiti, excuse me, came to the U.S. from Haiti at 13, 14? About 13. Where'd you go? I landed in, well, my first flight landed in Florida. Okay. So I ended up staying there for a couple of days and I transitioned into Boston. So okay. basically lived in Cambridge with my grandmother okay. and my uncles and aunts. Okay. Right? So it was a house full of people. So the first, I, look, dude, first of all, my story is only possible in America. Okay. Sitting here with you today on a podcast, talking about life, talking about real estate, mortgage, everything else is only possible in America. But here's how it started. The beginning was rough, right? The first house we ended up staying with in Cambridge caught on fire. I was literally in bed sleeping. Firemen came, do, 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 wake up. Straight out of wake up, woke me up, (laughs) ran outside only to watch the building like in flames. Right then, we were in some sort of transition housing, sleeping in cots and stuff. If you you know, mid and military, you know, cots is not the most comfortable thing. Three hots and a cot, right? right? So then we moved to a more permanent place in Cambridge. The funny is another funny story behind that. The the Boston bomber uh, lived on the same street, literally on the same block that I grew up with in Cambridge. Psycho ass. Crazy. Never knew the kid, but I know people that knew him. Uh, I think a couple of my cousins might have, you know, had some interactions with him. But yeah, lived on, on, on that same block. So I went to high school in Cambridge. That was another crazy part. I guess I was a little smarter than anyone like thought in the beginning because, you know, in Haiti, and I don't mean to put my brother on blast, my older brother, I had already like passed my my brother in in grades when I was in Haiti, right? Because Haiti is all performance based, right? So if you can perform, you're gonna get pushed up Educated. to the next grades, right? So I passed my brother. And we were learning English, Spanish, French, Creole. So when I got here, I knew a little something. I knew enough that there was like like elementary school, middle school, and high school. So when they were like, you're going to middle school, I was 13. They're like, you're going to middle sixth school. Sixth grade. Yeah, sixth yeah. grade. You're going to, what was it, like eighth grade or something? Six to eight, I think is middle. Dude, they were like, you're going to middle school. 
and your brother's going to high school. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. High is higher than middle, right? They were like, yeah. I was like, hell no. I was ahead of my brother. I don't want to say I'm smarter than my brother. My brother is smarter. But I was ahead of him in, in, in school. And I was like, no way, man. I'm not, I'm not having that. I'm not going to take a seat back because of age difference. Let's test our knowledge. Yeah. So they gave, gave me a test and all that stuff. And I tested really high. They were like, all right, you tested high, but you only going to high school. So I'm like, all right, as long as we're both going to high school, I'm cool with that. So me and my brother started high school together and um, graduated uh, around the same time. So uh, um, fast forward a little bit after that, um, my brother always wanted to be an FBI agent, right? Don't know why, but that was in his mind, like, I'm going to be an FBI agent. And his way there was to go to the military and... Once he gets his time in the military, military intelligence, transition into government jobs. Exactly, right? Same. I saw the same video in the military. We'll we'll go at because I had a similar story. We'll keep we'll go on this It's great. Tell you whatever you want to hear. We'll talk about the recruiting <laughs> next. Oh yeah, the recruiting part. That, that's what I'm about to get to. Yeah, right. God, I can't wait. Part. I know we're gonna do it. because my brother after graduation during that summer, my brother invited a recruiter over to basically you know chat the family. So. Get more recruits. The, 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 the recruiter is scheduled to come, I think, maybe a couple of days before or maybe a week before or something like that. My brother injured his knee playing basketball, split his kneecap, you know, pretty much military was like a wrap for him, right? But the recruiter still came, and me and my cousin, my, well, you know, because he's buying a place right now and getting his mortgage to total. Yeah. Um, and... We, we were sitting there just kind of like overhearing things. I got accepted into college in, in Boston, um, technology school, uh, Wentworth University. My cousin already spent a year there and loved it, right? But the school was like $30,000, $40,000 a year. Now, you go back a little bit in the beginning, I told you I lost my mom. I lost my dad, right? College wasn't on the horizon. Like College money wasn't 18, on the horizon. I wasn't, even, I wasn't even 18 yet. This was, I graduated in 97. Um, so I was 17. I was born in January. So I just birthday. had my birthday, graduated high school, and recruiter came, started talking, and he started talking about the uh, uh, college fund. Army college. Man, my cousin's ears perked up. We're like, okay, talk to us. Long story short, told us the military will pay for college. Next thing we know, we scheduled to go to MEPS to take a test, me and my cousin, on Tuesday. <laughs> this story is funny as hell, because that Tuesday at late afternoon, we both took the test, did really well. They show us like what kind of jobs we could get. We How picked, much college money? We picked the job, we picked all that stuff. <laughs> By the time we left, we were sworn in and had temporary IDs to report to, to our, 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 our basic training. Maps. So we looked at each other. We were like, Yo, what did we just do? Did we just join the military? Wait, hold, hold Is on. there were any you, way out of this? Yeah. Wait, hold on. So were you, you were in Cambridge now? You were in yeah, Mass? I was so in where was the Maps? In Boston or did you go to Springfield? I don't remember where we went to Maps. Because I went out to Springfield. They just... They just we just got the whole. They, <laughs> the they, put us, they put us in a hotel. I think Monday night. 
Oh, you were out. Um, and early, bright and early Tuesday morning, a bus came. I don't know where they went. We just know it said MEPS. Okay. And Did they show you the video that looked really oh, yeah. cool and all the oh, stuff you're going to oh, do? Be all you can be. That was the motto back then. As the army of one thing was... Wait, was no, what there. year was this? That was 97. Oh, yeah, dude. I went in the 99. Be all you can be. Yeah, be that was it. That was it. The video. Be, be all used that you can be. Be used. Be used. <laughs> be used yeah. Not ACUs yet. Nah, not ACUs yet. So, we went in there and, dude, next thing we know, out. We were in. You're a soldier. We came home. We're telling our, our, our family about it. And they're like, you guys did what? <laughs> so they were flipping out. They were like, there's got to be a way out of this. We're like, right, well, we're not going to be the one to ask because... We want our college to pay for it because you guys are not going to pay for it. And we damn sure can't afford it, you know. <laughs> so me and my cousin, for you, bro. like in August, Good for graduated, you. what, in June? In August, we were like getting oh. flying out. We're going to know that. Where's your basic? Fort Jackson. Relax in Fort Jackson. Yeah, man. I went to Benning. Fort Jackson was straight. Where'd Benning, you? yeah, we heard about Benning. Where'd you go to? So great. I went to AIT in Virginia, the land of lovers. Norfolk? Um, yeah, Norfolk, Virginia. I was just there. And, okay. um, there's, dude, you walk yeah, out of the hotel, that nice. is a military city. Yeah. Norfolk, yeah. the food, let me say, I, I got, 100%. we got, you had to drive from, or, uh, from Outer Banks to Norfolk to fly. Mm-hmm. We ended up getting stuck, and I, my wife at like nine o'clock found me a really nice place. Yeah. And I get downtown, it's beautiful, and I walk to the left, dude, there's like a Big aircraft carrier just like sitting behind the hotel. I was like, oh shit. I'm like, I didn't even know. I was like, this uh, is kind of cool. I'm like, Dan, I grabbed Dan. I'm like, this is yeah. like a military city. Oh, so, yeah. oh, Virginia yeah. Beach. Virginia, Virginia uh, 100%. All, all around Virginia. Yeah. And you're so close to DC too. So, exactly. you got so everything was right all there. All the Quantical stuff. And, yeah. it, you know, like, it, yeah. it's crazy. So, yeah, man. Did basic training, did AIT, got my job, first duty station in Georgia, Fort Stewart. Me and my cousin, we were locked, Georgia. lock and step. Yeah. Fort Stewart, Georgia. Fort Stewart, Georgia. I, I think it was like 20 minutes outside of Savannah. Savannah's beautiful. Area. Savannah's really nice. We spent a lot of time in Savannah. As a young kid, I mean, oh, by man. the time I graduated AIT and went to my first duty station, I think I was just turning 18. What, did you go to Korea? Was uh, that your first Korea? Was- no. Nah, oh. Fort Stewart was the first <laughs> station, then Korea came after Talk about that. We won't talk about vaccines out here, but I remember we're talking about like the vaccinations, like anthrax. Well, I'm not an anti-vaxer because no, I'm vaxxed. No, I am too. And I was like, the military shit don't scare me. It doesn't scare you because I mean, when I was going to Korea, we got pumped up with so many shots. But you know, Korea spent a year in Korea, and by the time I hit Korea, I was, I think it was just making sergeant and. Out there, and um, you know, I was like, Do I really want to stay in the army? Right? Part of me was like, Nah, it's got to be something better to do other than like staying here for like 20 years or so. Uh, so that was the talk. Everybody's like, No, nah, man, don't get out. You know, life is crazy out there. So, you know, the, the, the naysayers and all this stuff, I've never paid attention to that. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. So, I decided the best thing to do was to re-up for another two years, which is gonna take me to six years. I love you, but I got so I can get out. It means a reenlistment. But here's the thing: you got lucky. I got the short end of the stick because <laughs> I had the choice between North Carolina and Hawaii. Remember, I told you that. 
I chose Hawaii, so I did. I you was chose Hawaii, I was and I'm like, I still beat myself. <laughs> the 25th infantry division. I still Protector beat myself. Protector of the Coral Reef. I still beat myself up when I choose in Hawaii, but there was good reason for it. The they reason why I, the reason why I read up was to be stateside, yeah. so I can yeah. transition better because New York was like the home, you know. Uh, uh, pretty much that's that's where I was gonna end up. That's where yeah. I was gonna work. Photography was like a big thing for me at that time. Uh, uh, studied while I was while I was in the service. So my thing was to hit the ground, in New York City, and just do photography. That was that was gonna be my life dream is to just be a world famous photographer. I started working with with my cousin James, um, you know, starting out, and we we're just taking gigs, you know, here and there and stuff. I you know I I grew up in Haiti and came to the states, lived in a household of multiple parties, basically sharing a room with like. I think it was like maybe five of us in the room. Come on. Yeah, it was like... Big room? It's not a big room. It was probably no <laughs> bigger than, than this space. You Sleeping know? bag? Bed? What'd you have? The twin bed? We had like... We had bunk beds, twin Ooh. beds, one head faced this way, yeah, one okay, head yeah, faced yeah. that way. I mean, we made it work, you know? Yeah, but it was my cousins, it was my brother, you know? And you still tell I mean, all them today? Put it this way. The house had so many people in it that... My little brother didn't even stay in the same house as us. He ended up going to my uncle's house because there was no room for him. How old is he? Or the he's, age difference? He's like three years, three years younger than me. You know? Um, so I've always been about like, you know what? I'm a, I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to, you know, create something better for myself. And photography was it, you know? Started like meeting a lot of celebrities, you know, uh, uh, doing a lot of fashion stuff. Um, and photography was just taking off. And then all of a sudden, digital photography started to peek his head out. Mm. You know, consumer-based, you know, semi-professional, professional cameras were really just starting to come out. Mm. You know, people going up that today would probably be like, wait, you, you were around before, like, digital photography? Like, yeah, I was a film photographer and... You had to know what you were doing because there was no, like, can we do it again? You either got it or you didn't. So you were getting hired because they knew you were capable at delivering every single time. So you had to be consistent, right? So digital photography, you know, really started taking aim. And I bought my first digital camera. And me and my cousin did our first shoot with the camera in a studio, a music studio in the Bronx. We were shooting these girls for, for a magazine. Um, and I remember the first shot I took with my digital camera. The first, very first photo I took with that thing. I look at my cousin. I said, photography will never be the same again. And it was at that point I started looking at other opportunities to make money because I knew this was about to kill photography as we know it. Not kill in a sense like photography was dead, but the type of money that you were making yeah. shooting photography was not going to be the case. And you saw it right away. Magazines start to ask for digital photographers because they would pay you three, four hundred dollars to do a shoot, quick editorial, something like that. You probably would get maybe studio costs, you know, maybe makeup and hair and stuff and stylists. 
But as far as like everything you were getting shooting film, like cost of film, lighting, you know, uh, uh, all these like rental and transportation costs that used to be built in that made photography a little bit more lucrative for the photographer, that was done. That was dead. Out. Out. Right? You used to have to get additional costs to process the film and get everything ready. For the big projects, you had to do what's called a drum scan. Like you had to scan the digital, I mean, the, 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 the digital film, I mean, the, the film into digital format. Um, that was done. It was an expensive process, but that was done. So I knew at that point, I was like, oh man, what am I gonna do? So I started while I was doing photography, going to school and learning network security. That's where like my IT background came in, you know? So right after I've done, I was still working as a photographer and working for Cablevision uh, full time. I tell you, now I look back and say the worst job I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> like the technology aspect of it, I was great at it. That's what I wanted to do when I was in high school. That's why I was going. That's why I got accepted at Wentworth Institute of Technology. Um, you know, so that's really what I wanted to do, but. Cablevision, the people that I, work, I was working for, that's why I tell you, when you work with horrible bosses, they can really have an impact on your life. I had some horrible bosses. And you know why I call them horrible? Because they wanted to keep all the information to themselves so that I wouldn't excel, so that I didn't at some point take over their position. See, that's that's so that was the fear. That's kind of that you know that could be a generation thing too. It could yeah. be like oh yeah, well, fast forward. Because these people were like 25, 30 years in <clears throat> at the job at the time to where we are now, right? Like yeah. look, being a manager, and I think I, I strive just like you do. I like to be a good manager. manager. Yeah. I like I look. My mother always told me to be a leader, not a follower. Yeah, right. I don't mean to be like that, but I always want to lead the pack. If everybody's going left, I'm going right. I don't care why. Oh, yeah. I don't want to ask questions. That's just the way I am. If you're coming, you're coming. If you're not, you know, and this is the way I'm going to do it. Wait, and it was, go ahead. No, I'm saying, but like, you have to, there's a way to like your colleagues or your employees or your peers, you have to empower them and you have to listen to them and you have to be there for them when they need it. It's not like, now you got to give away the information because a lot of the information is really available. And that's, that's where, that's where, I think to even keep to even keep people. I, that I think that's that's what that's what impacted my life the most. That's what made me who I am today. Is because you know I didn't want to be the guy that holds the information. Anybody that that I know, especially in the real estate industry, anybody at, even at YB will tell you they call me for anything, and they know they're gonna get straight, reliable information because now I'm like I want to share as much as possible. Because to me, it's not about like withholding information because I'm scared somebody's gonna be better than me. I want to be looking at some people that are gonna do exceedingly well, well beyond what I thought I could do, using the base foundations that I gave them. And I can look back and be like, you know, I'm proud of this girl, or I'm proud of this guy because look at them now, you know? So I think that stemmed from that because you know, for, for that generation, it was all about job security. Absolutely. Like, no, you can't do it right the first time. I'm the kind of guy that just like, you give me a task, I'm going to do it right the first time. So it used to be like, uh, we don't really care about doing it right. We just care that there's work to do. So that way, if it ever get to a point where 
you do everything right and the work kind of diminished that we may get fired because there's not enough work for us to do. I was like, what kind of sense does that make? You know? Not much at all. Ten, ten, fast forward now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you're in the real fast forward now. Look at that. It's a whole other world. <laughs> right? It's a whole other world. There was no Google like for me growing up where you can just go on Google and say, hey, Google, how do you do this? It was none of that. You know, but now look at it. So those people who like, like, you know, basically gatekeepers of information, they're no longer relevant. So let me ask, so here we go. If you've got somebody new to the business or trying to get in the business or thinking about getting into real estate, not because we're fast forward, right? We're not going to work for Comcast here. I worked worked at a bank once. Like it's just not, that's just not what we're about, right? Where we are is we have our culture, we have our drive, we have like-minded people yeah. that like to service and help people using fast-forward techie shit. Yeah, right. That's what we got. Yeah, we do a drive. Give we drive. We we want to attract the best. We want to help the most. Right. Sure. And that's where we're at. Those people approach us every day. Yeah. But again, like these are like the calls. Like, should I get in the real estate business? What should I do? I have my license now. What? So I would love for you, as if I was a new agent, what would you tell me? Like if I said, Rudy, I'm yeah. getting in the real estate business. Yeah. My my parent, my mom was in the real estate business and that's what I want to do. Yeah. I'm telling straight up right on. Like, you know, look, there's not that many, there's not that many industries out there that you can get in for very low cost and have access to billions of dollars of inventory. $2,000 right? a year taxes for taxes. not many. Billions of dollars of inventory. Yeah, there's not many. But what I would tell them is, you know, Whatever you've heard, uh, 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 unless you really like talking to people who seriously giving you real information, it's probably not what you think it is. It's not this get rich quick scheme. No. It's not like I'm going to start, a part-time I'm gonna job start as a part timer. I'm eventually going to get to full time or I just really want to do this on the side. I really like my job. No, I'm going to tell you 100% full time. 100% committed, be consistent, be a self-driven individual, you know, um, and by all means, seek out as much information as you possibly can in order for you to be successful in this business, you know, talking to everybody, you know, go and talking to the top person, the guy closing the most the guy deals. closing the deals, that's who you want, that's who you want to emulate, you want to hang with, you be with, you until do, you pass what he's saying. do something, and then carry at least a few more people with you because you were afforded that when you started. Yeah. You know, it's it's so many places that you go in this business where everybody has this like closed door policy. Everybody hides behind that cubicle, don't want you to know what they're the doing to song. be successful. We're out here putting our TikToks, bro. Right? We're, <laughs> we're, we're throwing it out there because, you know, the fun part is to see who's going to take it and run with it. We're giving it away. We give it away. Yeah. That's the key. Who's going to take it and run with it? 1% of us. Probably. You know, if that. What did you say? At, 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 you know, we, we were talking uh, uh, just a couple of days ago about that that uh, entrepreneur conference. And we were like, everything that they were saying at that conference is the stuff that we're telling people all the business. time. On our training the fact calls, is, on our coaching calls. Who's going to do it? And they told you, I, I, it was a very low percentage that they say of people who's actually going to leave here today 
with the information that they provided them, go that's going to go and put it to work. I mean, you and I, we, we were infamous for one of these events, you and yeah. I. I mean, we've, we've come back and we've hit it hard. Thank God we, yeah. we did we did seven years ago at these events, talking about yeah. it, talking to the top people. I'm like, where were they? Arizona, one guy, Oklahoma, right? Yeah. We were talking. And yeah. the, the technology, conversion, right? Yeah. We're not going to give it all away on here. Yeah. But conversion at the time was like the, the, the tech space, yeah. right? The yeah. tech, the first AI. Oh, yeah. Right? And we had put that in a plan. Yeah. Right? We, we've done, we've learned and met a lot of people at these events that we go to, and we put them into play. Yeah. We haven't put everything. Yeah. We came up with an idea four years ago. We're finally putting into play today at 3 o'clock. <laughs> and we got at today at 3 o'clock. Yeah. Right? So... I um, I'm dude. I'm just super, super excited, man, about everything we've yeah. got going on. Yeah, I mean, we 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 went through a lot of ups and downs, you know. Okay. And it's not gonna be um, it's not gonna be peaches and cream either. Yeah, it's, it, never... not to say that it's over either. You know, <laughs> there might be some new things that come up. Well, you know what? You live and learn. You know what I mean? There's life some mistakes, terms. There's some mistakes on, that you make. You like, you know what? You're not gonna trap me into that mistake again. You know, uh, um, and we're just gonna drive on. Hurry up and drive on, private. <laughs> and, and so, if for those who are listening at Yellow Brick, we do give back to veterans. We give a five percent rebate yeah. back to any yeah. veteran. You get a certificate. We'll do a video. We really want to showcase you and thank you for your service. Indeed, myself and Rudy are both veterans, and we firmly believe in giving back to veterans Absolutely. and helping veterans. Absolutely. Um, oh yeah, and, I mean, we could pull up a database of people that we've already helped. Yeah. Our affiliations with with veteran organizations. Yeah. Uh, uh, events that we've put together for projects. I mean, we, we we love giving back. Yeah. I think for for a guy with my story coming out of Haiti, you know, really had to go and and fetch my bathwater, like a mile, maybe a mile away, I had to literally be carrying gallons of water so I could take a shower. You know, I'm humble now. Grateful. I live in a nice house. Family. You know. I got three beautiful girls, my wife, and, um, you know, couldn't be more happy with how my life is turning out because, you know, had I not get on this plane and come over here, I don't know where my life would be, to be honest with you. I don't I mean, know. Where young, dude. God bless yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, man. I thank God for my uncle that, like, signed that paper and yeah. got me and my, and my brothers over here because, you know, it could have been very different, bro. It could have been very different. Because now looking back, when you see right. several storms, several hurricanes, several this and that, who knows? Maybe I wouldn't even be here. You know what I mean? I lost an uncle after the the last hurricane because he had diabetes and couldn't get access to basic diabetes medication. Really? And ended up dying well, after the quick. You learn how to grief with death, amigo. You know what I'm saying? So it's like right. little things like that where here... I mean, how, how close are we to Rite Aid right here, right? How close are we to CVS? Like literally walking distance away. You never thought that, you know, in some parts of the world, you know, we take CVS for granted. In some part of the world, it's probably a gold mine for some people. At least. Gold mine, you know? lifesavers. Yeah. Man. I mean, when, when I first, after 9-11, went to Afghanistan and started like going around the country and I was like, <laughs> this, this is like a, a country made of like mud houses and, and uh, uh, Air Force canisters that they reuse to make, to make homes out. Now, I'm not saying that's the entire place, but majority of what I saw was that. So think about somebody going out there and build a, and build a CVS 
in in some that part of the world, Padside. <laughs> you know, so it's like you know, I I learned because of my travels to the military, I've learned to admire this country for what it is because. It's the only place thus far that I've been. I've been a lot of places around the world. This is the only place that I've been to that you and I can come up with an idea right now. By tomorrow, we have a business set up, bank account set up, and all this stuff, and our ideas are being put in action. Try to do that in Haiti. Billions to be made, baby. <laughs> Try yeah, to do that in Haiti. You're still fetching Go to Haiti, you have to pay this person, that person, this person, that person, and then that person that's just there to process the paperwork tell you, you pay them too. well, you paid everybody else, so why not pay me? <laughs> so sorry. It sucks. By that time, you're out of money and <laughs> to hell with the your ideas. Idea. Still there. To hell with your idea. So, all right, so look. Where can people find you? If you've got people want to reach out, like you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook. I'm easy, man. Those who already know me know that, you know, my phone is always open to you guys. Um, you know, those who want to get to know me, you can hit me up on all the social media. Just first and last name, Rudy Pierre. Right, Very easy to find. I'm probably the only one. If you put Rudy Pierre on Google, I'm probably going to be your first one popped up. Otherwise, probably Rudy Pierre in like Bangladesh or something, and that ain't me. <laughs> right here, you know. So two hundred three, baby. Hit me up, you know. Let's talk. I love to chat. I love to chat about business, real estate, veterans. And, you know, most people don't know I hold a mortgage license. Yep. You know that if you if you need a mortgage, New York, Connecticut, reach out to us. We will get you rolling. Um, real estate wise, you know, I pride myself on like looking out for people in real estate. I, I play the advisor role. I give you all the information that you need so you can make the best decision possible. It's like these are to my ears. Well, thank you, bro. Yeah, man, thank you for having me. Super grateful. Love this. Love the lights, too, man. It's going to be good. <laughs>